A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner. What can I say about 1982 other than I could never say enough? But we'll definitely give it a go here to express everything I feel about such a pivotal and personal time in my life. This is the episode I've been waiting to do. It's part of our 1980s series that is now its own podcast that you, dear listener, are currently enjoying. And thank you for listening. Uh, when we started with 1980 two years ago, I couldn't wait to get to this magical year. In fact, I've done kind of some serious procrastinating on this one because this one must be perfect. I want them all to be perfect, and I feel very proud of, of the work that we've done. But something about this one, I just, every syllable, every expression, I couldn't look back and go, oh, we forgot this or we forgot that. So I've really taken my time here. So I really appreciate you listening because we've put so much love and work into this one. And I guess also I just, I just didn't want it to be over. <laughs> and it's not. I mean, it's, it's October now. And, uh, you know, we're kind of reliving 1982 until the end. Uh, but we're also going about to start our 1992 thing as well. Uh, right after my eighth birthday, in March of 1982, we moved from Benton, Arkansas, to the natural state's capital and also the city of my birth, Little Rock. We made a tearful goodbye to our friends Bo and Paul on Summit Road. And, of course, this was documented in our 1980-1981 episodes. And I strongly encourage you uh, to check out. Uh, if you like this one, definitely go back and check out those. Uh, and what a wonderful thing that Bo and I reconnected and actually had him on the show for those those, those, those very special episodes. Uh, and all my love to him. And this isn't a competition. Uh, but what we couldn't have known is that the best was yet to come as what immediately followed began a transformative and everlasting chapter in all our lives when we landed at a place called Grayback. And that is the focus of what you're going to hear today. Is that when I say we, that would be my mom, because uh, her at age 38, my sister Nikki at age 14, and I, again at age 8, uh, were the ones that lived at Greyback uh, for three great summers. And it was the only time it was just the three of us. And I'm so proud to tell you that to mark the 40th anniversary of the day we moved in, the three of us sat down for a marathon six-hour reunion. And what you will hear today is the best of that conversation. Uh, and some of that will be saved for a video version at a later date. And even beyond that, some extra of that, because I'm actually putting together this whole thing as a formal docu-series with the same title as, as the podcast, Growing Up 80s and Groomed in the 90s. What scored this magical time was also a year-long defining moments in pop culture that just made it all the more memorable. And while we do talk about some of the music and movies that we enjoyed that accompany our memories, the chat really bristles when we focus on our own personal and collective memories, and that is the focus here today. But fear not, as there will be additional episodes on 1982 that I will do solo, but maybe a few special guests that will take more of an academic approach. Uh, keep in mind, and I was eight in 1982, so that will reflect my interest. So there will be a super fun episode detailing all the toys and comics and cartoons and video games and more. And speaking of video games, make sure you are following along on my Twitch channel because on October the 22nd, I am doing something epic, E-P-I-C, by playing mostly every game that came out that year that is the definitive year in the original golden era of video games. 1982 is the year. And I'm talking 35 plus games across four different consoles. Both Atari systems, the, the, the 5200 of course that came out that year, ColecoVision, even the Commodore 64, but of course, mainly and mostly, my beloved Atari 2600. And as you can see on the cover art of this podcast you're listening to, that is actually me on the cover opening 
my Atari 2600 on Christmas morning, 1982. And that pretty, and that's pretty much how 1982 ended, just to give you an idea of how awesome this year was. So without any further ado, let's get to it. This is my conversation with my mother and my sister Nikki that I shared apartment three at Graybeck Apartments in Little Rock, Arkansas from Memorial Day 1982 until midsummer 1984. So what we're documenting here today is this is our what we call a Graybeck reunion. 40 years later, it was Memorial Day weekend, May of 1982, when the three of us moved into a, a, an apartment complex that you were referencing a lot uh, uh, called Grayback. And that's, so when we make that reference, that's what we're talking about. And you know, of course, we love uh, all of our uh, family members that have come since, <laughs> of course, and we're not here to exclude them, but we are here to document and acknowledge a special time when it was just the three of us. And not because we preferred it that way, but because something happened during that, that period of time and it was because of the people that, where we were, the people that were around us in this apartment complex called Grayback. Uh, we're gonna be focusing primarily just on 1982. To my right uh, is my sister, Nikki. Say hello to, to, uh, to the people so they can hear your voice. Hello. Well, I mean, you need to say hello. <laughs> so what else would I say? And you would say hi, I'm Nikki, and you can look right in the camera okay. and say it. All right, hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm his sister, and we lived in Grayback together in the 80s. Yeah, from 82 to 84. To my left is uh, my mother, Patricia. Uh, say, uh, so from here on, you probably will hear her and I call her mom. Welcome, <laughs> to, welcome, yeah. to, welcome to the show here. Hey, out there. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it about that first summer? It was just magical, and it was, I've, I've never had anything like that before or after. I've never had that many people as friends and you know, having the camaraderie and a group of friends, uh, you know, that live close to me or anything like that, ever before or after. And so it's stuck in your mind, you know, like this beautiful summer. That's why I said, like, um, um, you know, being at Woodstock, you know, if you've been at Woodstock, you never you forget that. That'd be the greatest thing in your whole life. Right. Well, this was my Woodstock. Never in my life since then have experienced a community mm -hmm. like that. It's summertime, the doors are open, our front door is open, next door, Jeff, your friend Jennifer Jones, and with Tracy and Yeah, and Cindy yeah, yeah. Yeah. my best friend Tracy, uh, yeah. Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer. Oh yeah, and, and everybody would go out, you know, and sit on the sidewalk, and, mm -hmm. and we'd have, you know, the lawn chairs, and I'd take my little grill out, you know, and yeah. we, you know, all that kind of stuff. That, Hanging out the pool all the time. Yeah, you mm. was involved in our lives, you mm -hmm. know, and we were involved in Yeah, that. we knew everybody in that apartment. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. And Dad already lived there, so we were already familiar with it. We lived in apartment six, and we lived in apartment three. Right. So we had lived in six for a little bit, and then we moved to three. So do you remember that? See, I don't remember Yeah, that. we did so, do so that. So, okay. uh -huh. but that. That fills in some blanks there, see? Sure does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lived there for just a little bit until three opened, and then we moved to three. And Dad was in six, we were in three, and then Jennifer was across the way. We lived in Benton, and I remember going to Dad's weekend at Graybeck, and I even brought a friend from Benton there one time. We went swimming. Her name was Christy Taylor. Why would you move three doors down? From, <laughs> from your ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. What's the thought there? What <laughs> revelation he had, or I had, mm -hmm. I remember sitting in the courtyard that I somehow had put it together that his previous apartment across from Angie Grant mm -hmm. was apartment F. And then his new apartment was apartment 6, which happens to be... F is the sixth letter oh, wow. of the alphabet. Yeah. You know, what what a, what a crazy coincidence. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we went to weekends at the Brown Apartments by Angie Grant, and then we went at Graybeck. I don't remember anything in between. Where did we live before Graybeck? That's when we uh, had the, the trailer on Dyer Spring. Well, the city closed it down, and we didn't know that, you know, when we moved in, and we weren't there very long at all. It got shut down, and that's why we had to move in with Dad at Graybeck. Yeah. Some fun facts here. What do you think about us watching television? MTV. Yeah, for sure MTV. MTV. We watch that you, constantly. Constantly, 24 uh -huh. hours I don't think I watch much else. I never, I never turned the TV off. Yeah. I, mean, I never <laughs> let you guys did. I never right. did. All my favorite stuff. Still listen to and like and love that 
it all seemed to have began this year, all of this scored that special time. In fact, they, they both came together is the point. It's something they liked when they were a certain age, you know, follows them all through their life. Mm -hmm. Just like the books that, you know, yeah. I, I still read and, right. you know, the music I listen to. I mean, the whole thing is still following me, to, you know, and here I am this day. Debut. Well, this one was because they had those leotard things on, and that was new, and the leg warmers, and yeah, you know, the yeah. dancing. Yeah. That, that's what that is. David Letterman begins that on February 1st. The very first episode aired, first guest was Bill Murray. Something pretty uh, notorious happened later that year on David Letterman's show. Of course, you guys remember that whole thing with Andy Kaufman, uh, and actually with somebody you probably didn't know who he was at the time, and neither did I, was uh, WWF legend Jerry Lawler, and uh, where he slaps the shit out of Andy Kaufman, and we'll be talking a lot about that on our other program, This Is Wrestling, as part of our big cross-pollination of all things 1982, instead of one big four-hour thing, we're going to break it up and uh and you'll be able to see an entire here here an entire episode uh just about sports and wrestling from 1982. cable remember we had that wired cable box how did i afford cable that's what i was wondering we yeah i, I don't think we always had cable because i remember when i went to mom day turner's house that's what i was i wanted yeah. to watch tv and yeah Wow. And it had little stickers on it that told you like where MTV was. <laughs> <laughs> cable was, was was very brand new at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. but we had it at the most important times because we had it during the summertime. Because <laughs> movies like Grease uh -huh. and back then HBO's programming would be where they would only would show. It'd you know, be like five five or six movies maybe, over and over and over again. We Grease two, uh, six pack again the Kenny Rogers film. Yeah. Um, those are the things that, that I remember, of course. Yeah. You know, there was a show called Dark Shadows. It was actually from the yeah. 1960s. It was a vampire show. Angela would be over there. Joe would be upstairs. Uh, and everybody else would be, I don't know why we would And your other friend. Uh, oh, Ricky. Ricky, yeah. yeah. We were all watching the show. In their own the, houses. In <laughs> our own houses. That's yeah. funny. At the same time, uh -huh. with the door open. So when, when, when shit would go down, you would jump out the door and go, Joe, holy shit. You know? <laughs> and we were obsessed with Dark Shadows. Obsessed with all, all we talked shadows. about. You guys remember the show that Dad liked called Police Squad? This is what, what became like the Naked Gun yeah. and Airplane. You guys remember this? I do. I remember Naked Gun and Airplane. Okay, so yeah, well, it was Police Squad. I already have it up here for you. Look oh. at this. <laughs> It was only on very briefly. See that? Right? It yeah. sure was. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last long. Yeah. Kind of Isn't that funny? They had to point out that it's in color. Well, that's kind of hard to check. Yeah. Remember how he... Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It lasted six episodes. And that same weekend when you went to the theater, something we're going to be watching a little bit later, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. He's outrageous. He's Richard Pryor, live on the Sunset Strip. Arizona State Penitentiary. Six weeks I was up there, I talked to the brothers, you know, and I talked to them, and thank God we got penitentiaries. I asked, listen, why did you kill everybody in the house? Because it was home. See The Funniest Man in America, rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. <laughs> so, now I'll remember about that. But I thought, oh my God, how funny that was, you know, I mean... Do you guys remember there was that drive-in on Asher Avenue? Oh, yeah. On the corner mm -hmm. of, I guess it's the University and Asher? Mm -hmm. Right. And right across that was a Sterling's apartment store. And next door to that was a movie theater. It was the Prince. I can remember you going to see Purple Rain there. And I remember one time we went to go to the theater and we couldn't get in. Because I didn't realize that Purple Rain was rated R, and we ended up seeing mm -hmm. a, a Star Trek film. Oh, right? okay. But while that was going on, I remember on the marquee, Richard Pryor, live on the Sunset Strip, it was like this big deal. And mm -hmm. I'd already had been doing the, uh, the um, you know, the impressions. Right, I already knew yeah, who yeah. he was. I was like, right. oh, I want to see that. It's like, it's like, kid, you're not going to be seeing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> on April 21st is the WKRP finale. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that was one of my favorite shows for some reason. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, but, but you know, you know, with the, you know Johnny Fever, you know, he just passed away. Rest in peace to Hessman, by the way. But yeah. It seemed to be the changing of the guard in terms of shows from the 70s and shows from the 80s. So not only did WKRP end early on April 21st, but at the end of May, you know, also Barney Miller, Mork and Mindy, and Booze and Buddies all ended in the same day. And I remember the, the ending of Barney Miller whenever he looks back at the precinct and he turns the light off. Uh -huh. But now, also 82 was the beginning. The Family Ties, Silver Spoons, Knight Rider, Square Pegs, and Cheers. Oh, and wow. All of those. Yeah. <laughs> those were our freaking shows, man. Right. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Tricky Kid Radio. You can hear from these great sponsors. Hey guys, while we take a break, I wanted to tell you something about my favorite venue in Texas uh, and maybe the world over. Uh, if you have never been to the Texan Theater in Greenville, which is uh, it's you know a little ways north uh, on your way to Oklahoma. Uh, it's a, I guess it's about an hour and a half maybe north of, of Dallas. Uh, it is the greatest venue in the world. The proprietor, owner, and just all-around badass, Barbara Horan, puts on one of the most unique experiences you will ever have in your life. Uh, she approaches things from a very different business model that I think the whole world should embrace, and we would all would be uh, better for it. It's just this amazing uh, experience where you get to see uh, one of your favorite artists up close in a gorgeous venue, and dinner is included, uh, unlimited drinks are included. Um, you know, she treats her staff so well, they're not getting the, whatever, the $2 an hour and relying on tips things. She makes, she takes good care of them. N literally none of them have had to suffer uh, throughout the pandemic, thankfully. Uh, Barb's just a great gal, a great person, uh, very creative, and just uh, just one of my favorite people. And so if you're ever in Greenville or even near, anywhere near Dallas, make a point to visit the Texan Theater in, in, uh, in Greenville. And as you know, we're working on our uh, uh, King's X film project. You know, as you know, I'm a filmmaker myself and so we'll be should be talking about that maybe in the context of Tribeca soon uh, but we will be having the film along with a live performance uh, with King's X there at the Texas Theater uh, as soon as we can get this sucker done so so once again Texan Theater in Greenville check it out and speaking of the Texan and speaking of the 1980s of course uh <clears throat> And speaking of the Texan in Greenville and the 1980s that we're celebrating, do not miss 80s superstar Tiffany coming to the Texan Theater uh, at on October the 6th. Tickets are available now at etix.com. That's E-T-I-X.com. It's going to be a very special evening. This will be our third time seeing Tiffany in this gorgeous, beautiful venue, of course, run by our gal, Barb Haran. It comes with dinner. It's going to be a big Texan theater dinner party featuring Tiffany and all the great hits. And it's so great. It's intimate with great storytelling. Get your tickets now at etix.com. And now, back with more Tricky Kid Radio. Once again, your host, Roy Turner. Suddenly, Vivlin's on TV and Tony Basil releases Vicky. Friend Laura used to sing it down the hallway at me saying, oh, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, all the time. But when you think of, of, of music that you were listening to, that you like, that we love, what do you think about it? It seems like the radio station was 105.1. That was a rock station. KKYK, uh -huh. -K Little Rock. Oh. The hits from coast to coast. Oh, that's funny. Okay, it was like 102 point something, the black spot on your dial. Of mm -hmm. course, we talk about Prince. She had the stereo, and she had her records lined up, and in the very front was this crazy album cover and that's to the album cover 1999 and we'll be doing a huge 40th anniversary of prince's 1999 album uh as part of our all things 1982 cross-pollination across all of, of the tricky kid radio podcast network on our program prince the encore uh the, the record of course was uh re released in october 
1982. So stay tuned for that on our Prince the Encore program, where we're going to be doing a massive 40 years of Prince's 1999. So make sure you're subscribing. Is I think of Jay Giles's Sitterfall. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. And was Freeze Frame around that time too? Yeah. Same thing. And the one-two punch of Freeze Frame and Sitterfall. Unfortunately, Teddy Pendergrass is paralyzed. Okay, talk about that. Okay. Because I saw that in the notes. Right. Is that something I forgot? Because I don't remember. If you remember when we were watching Live Aid. In 85 in Wakefield, and remember how it was his first public appearance since this happened, uh-huh. and they wheeled him out, uh, out there so he could, he could sing mm-hmm. a song. Right. But yeah, but I don't know how he got paralyzed, but, but that same week. Now, the, the song that I think of a lot during the summertime is I think of, we had that black fold-out couch that was, that was to a bed, MTV is on, it's summertime, mm-hmm. and I'm jumping around on the couch and on that, listening to a Billy Squire song called Everybody Wants You. Oh, yeah, that and was my favorite. That is, this is Miles' favorite song. So yeah, Miles does the exact same thing right now. So I included off of the album Emotions in Motion mm-hmm. from 1982. When I inherited your record collection, <laughs> That's I, not have, one of them, yeah. I have that in, oh my in, gosh. in the house. I, and I should have put it in here, but uh, of course the "I Love Rock and Roll" Kevin Eighty One song that that was mm-hmm. that was that summer favorite, yeah. right? You know, uh, of course Billy Idol's "White Wedding." Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now later on, Rebel Yell. That's eighty three. Well, we do this again next you know <laughs> next, next year. We'll, we'll get to that one. Uh, uh, these were Kevin Eighty One songs. Straight Cat. She also scored, did the soundtrack, the theme song. To Square Pegs. You remember oh, how much wow. we love the show? Yes, yeah. I love that show. And, 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 look, and look who went on to be bigger and better fan. That's Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, wow. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, no, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, from Sex and the City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? And then she went on, it was in quite a few things. Remember, she was in Less Than Zero. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yep, and she all was. And that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then I forget, and it, it wasn't, she's part of the, of the Nelson family. Oh, that's Tracy Nelson. That's right. Yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's, that's, that's yeah. right. That's right. You know how come I remember her, right? Why? Oh, because of uh, Father Down Mysteries. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's funny. Right. Yeah, so, cool. Perfect. Okay. So now, uh, so there's that. Okay. And we already talked about Hey Mickey. And of course, I know you know she blinded me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Listen to that. But still, when I think of MTV and I think of us, the three of us, mm-hmm. I think of Vacation by the Go-Go's. Oh, okay. Vacation all Yeah, all they played that a lot. All mm-hmm. I ever wanted, vacation, had to get away. You know that song, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, we are talking about Freeze Frame and Centerfold. Freeze right? Frame, yeah. And I'll, I'll get to Don't You Want Me Later. Uh, 1999, we talked about, there's, a, there's this one song that's going to surprise you, we'll get to later. But I think, though, as much of anything, I think of Jack and Diane from John Mellencamp. Oh, yeah. And you Listen had an early 45 that I now have of Hurt So Good from 81. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that, that one is just one of those things. And then one of the first pieces of music I ever owned was the album from Minute Works. And that song Down Under is very oh, great yeah. back for me. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It is. You remember how into that song I was? Yeah. 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 Uh, Madness is our house. Yeah, and this was MTV. This is stuff that we wouldn't have heard without MTV. That's the difference. That, that's right. Yeah. This, I would, we would never would have heard that Madness song, that ska band from Southern California. Mm. This is the MTV influence now. And that's why I'm, I'm documenting that here. Yeah. And, and none more so than I would say than Rock the Casbah. And should I stay or should I go by the Clash? Yes, yes. they were playing it. the Clash on Magic One Hundred and Five. No, 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 they were not. Uh-uh. So you understand that this is also what was shaping our taste was MTV. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Okay. And I think that was the purpose too. You know. Well, it was it's interesting, you know, isn't it? You know that. Right. You know, well, it got like different types of music in rural areas that didn't have that. Like in New York, you may be hearing all these things, but you weren't hearing that in Little Rock, Arkansas. No. So then we were able to. But what was crazy, we in Arkansas had MTV before California. We were talking about Fast Times at Richmond High earlier. Uh-huh. There's a reference to that in that film. We're like, why would you want to come to Richmond? We can't even get cable TV here. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's the influence. So what's funny is that when we moved into Grayback, 
on Memorial Day weekend in 1982 was the day that MTV came to the South. We, it was oh, wow. literally the day. It was Memorial Day weekend where you could now could get MTV in, in the southern states. Oh. Like, <laughs> so, that's so, interesting. Is it right? I don't know like that. What's cool is if you listen to Sirius XM, those MTV VJs are still doing it. Oh, wow. What movies? Back then, going to the movies was a big, big deal. It was, it was, an it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think we got to go very often. What movies do you remember going to see around that time? Well, I remember, uh, of course, going to see E.T. That was a oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I went for E.T. for Halloween. when I, I, got some pe- I remember going to the theater in 1982 uh, with Dad to see an officer and a gentleman. Oh, wow. Okay? See, I think you went to the movies more than I did because yeah, I stopped right. going to his weekend and he would take you to the movies yeah. when you went. So that's why I mentioned that the soundtrack to Officer Gentleman was uh, was Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and yes. Jennifer Warren. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lived. But here's the thing. Though. That was one of my favorite songs. Me but too. Here's, once he pointed that out, I could understand what he was saying. But I lived through that kind of shit, you know. So yeah. I, I, it really didn't hit me in the face. Right, like, yeah. Like he did him. Yeah, because yeah. I think now me as an adult, if I were to watch it, I'd be like, why is she sitting around waiting on him? Yeah, you know, go do your own thing, girl. And he was an asshole. Yeah. He was abusive to her. Yeah. Right. You know, I was like, get the hell out of there. <laughs> I really want to get into the, to the summertime because that was our first summer there, right? I remember you walking around the house, that apartment in Grayback, constantly singing George Clinton's Atomic Dog. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let, let's hear it. Oh, I'm not a singer. I'm not going to no, sing no, on no. here. But okay. You remember the words? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I, well, I know the Atomic Dog Park. Go ahead. Because remember, we would go to Charlie Goodnight's at, yes. in um, Benton, and me and Shay, because and you could get in if you were younger, yeah. and we would dance, and that song would come on, and there was this little guy that I had the biggest crush on. His name was Parker, and he did this little dance, and he taught me how to do it, right? So that, from then on, that was my dance. So I, I never danced any other way. That's what I did. And um, and then when I got older, that's one of the reasons why I named my son Parker. I just always love that name. Was that, was that, and I, we haven't had it on the cameras are off. Uh, I know, I know. Oh my God. I did not know. Uh, uh, yeah. Parker's origin. It, it, it started with the, Atomic Dog. When the, when the damn cameras were off. You love know that because, I mean, part, because I've been trying to turn him on to Parliament Funkadelic and all kinds yeah. of stuff. But we got to hear you sing it. Oh my gosh. I can't do it if you put me on the spot. Okay, I'll, I'll do the chorus. Okay. Do, okay. <clears throat> atomic Dog. Uh, 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 Tom, make dog. I don't know the rest I of the song. I said it. I said it. Bow, wow, wow, Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, I said, why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? I said, why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Master Flash is the message. Uh, goes, Don't push me because uh, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. Maybe wonder how I keep him going under, right? Yeah, I do remember that. And over and over. Over and over and over again. On November. 30th, Michael Jackson releases the Thriller record. Oh, yeah, I heard oh, yeah. that. Well, 1982 ended, perhaps one of the greatest days of my entire life was the day I got my Atari. Yep. <laughs> and that's how 82 ended, right? Okay. I'm really, really into Juice Newton. And she's on my list of people who I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And she had two songs. Uh, of course, that you know, love's been a little bit hard on me. But I love. I love breaking into me gently. Remember the song? Mm-mm. So, okay, now, how did I hear these songs? So we talked about the influence of MTV. Yeah. We talked about the radio. I should have been going to horror movies, and I sure as hell should have been going to country and western or, or bars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, he would do, he 
whatever the hell he wanted to do. Yeah, because I remember him taking us to bars. We would go yeah. to the movies he wanted to see. They would never let us in now. No. How the hell was letting us in these bars? We would be like in the corner playing shuffleboard while well, Dad's hanging with I friends. I've got great memories of I know, it was fun. We and, didn't even think anything about it. Right. Yeah. So where am I hearing those? I wasn't hearing Break It To Me on fucking MTV. No. And they weren't playing it on Magic 105 either. So... That also is this, but like I said, you know, we shouldn't have been there. No. But I have such great playing July seventeenth. We have been in the middle of summer. We have been in the apartment for uh, for, about, for almost two months now. Okay, I remember this like it was yesterday. Okay, you went to Barton Coliseum to see Kansas and Survivor. Right. Your first concert. Let's hear it. Yep. Um, I Have the Tiger was the song. That's right. Yeah. Survivor was the opening act. Yeah. So, so and Kansas, Kansas was the main was, act. Was the, was the main act. Yeah, but I went to see the I Have the Tiger. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> song I really remembered. But, but, but who, who did you go with? That's the question, because I always thought my first concert was Sticks with Larry Lipke. That was the, that was the next year. But So I must have went with Jennifer. That's all I can think of. But... What my memory is this, I was so excited for you, okay, and you were so excited, you were buzzing, and I was so excited that you were going, and her and I, it was middle of the summertime, so we had to worry about being at school, and her and I stayed up late, and I tried to make it, and she was still up, and I was asleep, and I heard you come in, and I jumped up, because it was full of drinks, because I wanted to hear, and yeah. cause I heard you guys, because you, you came back so... Because <laughs> right. you had just seen a, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I wanted Parker to have when we went to right. the, you know, so much. You came in just buzzing, you know what <laughs> I mean? And, and I remember that night so specifically, you coming in, it was your first concert. So I was, I was inspired by that. And I remember mine, of course, David Lee Roth, we'll talk yeah. about that later. And, uh, but that's what I wanted for him. I wanted him to, to have right. him feel that, you know? Well, maybe, Jennifer, uh, maybe Jennifer's uh, mom and dad took you off. Maybe, but I can't imagine them dropping us off at Barton Coliseum and leaving us there. Trying to drop kick somebody in the door. Would you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah, Charlie would get, yeah, he's not going to take anything, but, yeah. uh, but they were stricter with their kids, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess yeah. they were. Uh -huh. Well, who else would have taken you, though? I There's one thing I can specifically remember a moment in my life. There was a little kid, his name was Wayne. He didn't live there, but he would be there sometimes. And he was so mean to me and I was so mean to him. But then we decided we were going to kiss and we were going to have our first kiss. And so we stood out in front of his apartment, made out a little bit, <laughs> went and told dad. And he goes, he goes, what? <laughs> and I wasn't allowed really to see Wayne much after that. Yeah. Your first kiss. Uh -huh, I did. At Greyback. Uh -huh. When we first, we hadn't been there very long. That, yeah. That's uh -huh. incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So I remember you and Jennifer, like I said, sitting on that, that, that black leather couch. Well, she went to church camp that summer. I didn't go that summer. She went, I think, you know, she would go to her dad's house for summer. And I think she went to a church there because we went to the same church. For some reason, I didn't go. But she came back and she said she wasn't going to listen to rock and roll anymore. She wasn't going to wear pants anymore. She wasn't wearing shorts anymore. And I remember being so upset, but it didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. But I mean, just you, you remember people the way you remember them. Yeah, That's you do. Like you most, do. Yeah, they're supposed know, to stay that way. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember this 40 years uh -huh. ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, this is where it's a small world, small town. Look at this. And I, and I uh, she had a, a photograph, and she said, and she gave it to me, and she said, this is two when he was two. Aww. And it was a picture of the daycare or something where, where you were at. Oh, my I, goodness. What a small world. Yeah. I'm here with my friend Roy. He list of people who do you remember okay well some didn't even live in the apartments they lived in the surrounding neighborhood because like Lori Hep used to come over all the time remember she lived in the house behind us mm -hmm. right behind my window was Lori Hep's house and she had that friend what was her friend's name that came with her all the time inside the complex we had it was mostly Jennifer and her family that I hung out with right. yeah oh, Mr. Right. Smith yeah, um, Mr. Smith. yeah Mr. Smith was there out front of apartment six with dad Cliff, okay, yeah, yeah, he was always there. Yeah. Well, what about the, the friends that we spent the most time with? So, of course, you remember Dorothy and Dave. 
Yeah. Mark was the baby. Okay. I called in the United Nations because remember he she was English, remember? Uh -huh. And then he was married previously to a Korean gal and they had a little a Korean baby named Mark. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the daughter was Samantha. Okay. That was for, uh she didn't speak Spanish, but she, I remember it was a big deal that she was like born in Spain. We had to fill out the form that where you born, I write Little Rock, Arkansas, and she had to write like Barcelona, Spain. Yeah. It seemed yeah, so yeah, exotic. Yeah. Right, I remember that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now that fall she became my den mother when I became oh, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh, that's right. I did, yeah. And reason I had been a, a brownie leader, a Girl Scout leader, and then I was a den leader. I thought, well, this is a different experience for right. me. But it was a lot of fun, too, yeah. doing that, yeah. And we starting Scout. So I have this, because this is to certify, and I don't know why it only just has my last name on it. Uh, Turner has completed training in Pow Wow Quapaw Area Council and dated November 20th, 1982, by a woman named Cookie Stradlin and something blah, 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 whatever. I don't know why my actual first name is not on that. Huh. Maybe they didn't know where they put two or Roy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, we'll just put Turner. <laughs> I think everybody has that one place from their childhood that they still think about and think about, and for me, it's this. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And especially that first summer. So I'm expecting everywhere I live and move to be like that. To be yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why. You know, when I when I look back on it, the people that came in and out of our lives, because I, I always wanted to be like that again. You know, because we were all together, and we all not by blood, except you know for us. But you know, mm -hmm. it was like a family. Yeah, yeah. it really was. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a dime, but you know, we were happy. I I, I remember laughter. That's why that 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 belongs to us is talking all things pieces of me. This is Tiffany here. To always, always tune in to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. There is a, a song from this year from a girl named Evelyn Champagne King, and she had a, a song that record called Love Come Down. And he goes, he goes, you make my love come down. Yeah, and I, I said, that. ooh, you make my love uh -huh. come down. You know, yeah. In New Orleans in 2004, not sleepwalking, but sleep, or talking in my sleep, sleep singing. I was dead asleep. He has it. On, he has it on his phone. That is hilarious. I was so tired and so out of it that, and and I and I, I can't monitor my volume because I'm asleep. So mm -hmm. I'm like, keep it down. Okay, I'll sing it like this now. No, I was in our hotel room and up and walking around going. Oh, you make my life. And every time I would do the ooh, I would do the ooh louder. And Claude was in the room next door, bang along, going, What the fuck is this? Go to sleep. I'm going, Oh, you make my love. So, right now, right now, if Pete were to show up here right now, that's how we greet each other. I'm not kidding. When we see each other, we're going to go, I, I go, Oh, you make my love. That's our, that's our handshake. Is that song? It, it, that's too it, funny. It's We're going to take one final break, and when we come back, I'm going to regale you with an epic tale of my actual triumphant return to Greyback. If you can believe it, there's uh, somewhat of a sequel. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here. Plus, exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2. Type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid.
Okay, well, this is Sam Jones Flash Gordon. I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> In 2019, on my on our honeymoon, uh, me and my wife, we were originally were scheduled to, to go camping in Iceland. But due to travel issues with the airline, we ended up camping up in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. And I asked my wife if we could drive home via Little Rock. I hadn't been back there uh, really since we left, you know, for good uh, to come to Texas in 1987 and hadn't been there literally period uh, since my granddad's funeral in 1996. What happened on this trip could only be described as a miracle, an an actual literal dream come true. That's not an exaggeration. That, in fact, is actually what led to the inspiration to start this podcast and set off off on this journey to tell our story via the upcoming docuseries. Since that fateful trip in 2019, I've been committed to returning to Greyback every year since. What you're about to hear is me describing what happened across three of those trips to my mom and my sister. And the minute I open the door, Miles makes a beeline for that park right there. Oh, yeah. Now, the sad thing is the reason why there's a park instead of a pool was is unfortunately some child drowned. Oh... And so, for insurance reasons, they took the pool out. Okay. And I know a lot of our memories are are yeah, around centered that around that pool, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Over, and I see Miles playing on that thing, and I and I'm seeing myself like, wow, like you know, this is a, mm-hmm. a full circle moment. Grayback was getting a total makeover, but wow. it seemed like I was supposed to be there for the makeover, you know, for the yeah. changeover, right? Because it was because right now, if you were to go there, if I if I'd gone there. Three weeks later, three months later, it wasn't mine anymore. It wasn't yeah. ours anymore. Because the residents were there and it made it theirs, mm-hmm. right? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But all the apartments were locked. Everything was, you know, was nobody, it was no residents. And so I told her, I said, all right, just go to the car, all right? And as I'm going to the car, what I was going to do was I just wanted to walk around. Just one trip by myself. And as she's walking away, I'm going to walk over and the freaking door to our apartment opens. Now, we learn later that somebody had broken into the apartment. Mm-hmm. All right? And they were redoing it. Yeah. But no, no, they were, they were, they, had re, they were redoing every apartment. So oh, they, okay. they were, you know, we can understand this. Great Bank itself had sent dormant for at least two years. Right. They redid every apartment. I somebody see. rebought it. I see. And they were redoing it and they were about to start leasing it to people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. But out of all the apartments that this guy decided to break into that allowed the door to be open, why was it ours the right. day that I was there? Yeah, yeah that right. is amazing. And then of all days for us to be there, there was a young boy who was homesick, who looks exactly like Joe, who lives in Joe's old apartment. Oh my gosh. Was this a fucking ghost? <laughs> Maybe. Because it still looks the same and I yeah. want to be there. That my children have been to Greyback and they played in that courtyard. Yeah. And as I'm driving out, thinking about that line from Love Actually. Yeah. And then she kisses him and he leaves. Uh-huh. And he accepts the fact that, you know, you know, I, it, it, it's special, but it's, it's time. Done. It, yeah. You know, and he goes, enough, enough now. I actually said that out loud. In uh-huh. the car. Uh-huh. I told him, I said, don't go back again. This was a moment in time. Yeah, yeah. This was a moment in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it? time to let it go. Yeah. 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 But I wanted to tell you both, I love you both very much. Oh, we love this you too. It was very special to do this today. But I wasn't quite done. And knew as fun and as enriching as doing this podcast with my mom and Nikki, I knew in my heart I still had to do something in person to mark this amazing anniversary. If the original tenants and us, if we all couldn't be together on this day, I was still going to honor them. When it came up that this was also my sister Jamie's 60th birthday, who still lives in Arkansas and not far from Little Rock, I knew I had to seize the moment. So my family and I once again made our pilgrimage to Greyback, but this time armed with the following note that I'd like to read to you now that we planted in the park 
that used to be the pool right outside our old apartment. <clears throat> this is titled Return to Grayback Summer 2022. Hello, my name is Roy Turner and to whomever found this, we are now connected and I would love to tell you why. Wherever you were standing in this apartment complex, I want you to know that it's something akin to hallowed ground for my family and I. We lived here from Memorial Day 1982 to just after the 4th of July in 1984. This summer marks the 40th anniversary of the day we moved in and I just felt the need to do something. And you should know, I've traveled a great distance to do so and to get this message to you. My mother Patricia, packed to her friends, my sister Nikki and I lived in apartment three, which I believe is now apartment 2003. And my dad lived, as the country song suggests, literally three doors down. What made it so special? The people, our neighbors, and I'm not talking about a select few, I'm talking all of them. As an eight-year-old, I knew everyone, and we were all like one big family without even trying. It just was. But since I was so young, I didn't know any different, though I had a feeling even then we were fortunate and walked with a sense of unspoken gratitude. Where the park is used to be a pool, and that was the social center, but not the only one. I've often thought later as an adult that the unique configuration of having the three buildings all facing each other was instrumental as to why such a community could be possible. You saw everyone every day, and I've yet to see a similar complex. We spent three magical summers here, and it was my absolute favorite time as a child. We were poor, but you don't know that as a kid, and I thank my mother for that. The name of the complex at the time was, was Greyback. That's important, as in the years since we moved, the word Greyback became a catch-all phrase in reference to a magical time in all our lives, not just a dream of capricious youth. You wouldn't say those apartments or when we lived by your dad. You would and still do say this was during Greyback. Like how when people light up when they refer to the Roaring Twenties or that was the Sixties. Our Utopia. Our Albertine. May this structure stand forever and you, if you're eight years old or the one I hope still lives inside you and many more to come, have at least one summer here like we did in 1982. And when you find this, could you do me a favor? Please play Don't You Want Me by the Human League and think of us and our forever neighbors. To Joe, Tommy, the Joneses, Angela, when I say the Joneses, I mean Tracy, Jennifer, and Cindy, Cliff, Ricky, Ricky Martin, I can only imagine what he's going through these days, uh, Mr. Smith, the Bobs, Bob Powers, Mrs. Moore, Dorothy and Dave, and their children, Samantha and Mark. Signed, Roy Turner, resident of Greyback Apartment Number 3, 1982-1984. After we planted the letter and played kickball in the courtyard, just like my friends and I used to, I secured my family in the car, and I asked for a moment to walk the length of the complex alone while listening to a very special song. Songs choose you. You don't choose them. And if I had to pair, at least for me, the two songs that define 1982 and that life-changing summer, the first would be the one you heard during the opening credits, Don't You Want Me by the Human League, and is what you heard me ask the finder of the letter to play. The other is what will play us out here at the end, and what I wanted to book in this extremely personal episode is 65 Love Affair by Paul Davis. And that's the song I listened to as I walked alone after planting the letter. You could say that I could be, should be, done now, right? But as long as Greyback is standing and I'm still breathing, I will never be truly done. And I will visit it every chance I can, just like I cherish and revisit those memories every chance I get. 
Long Live Greyback in 1982. Thanks for listening. If I